0: How do you find a balance between controlling your child and letting your child grow freely? This is what we're going to talk about today in another session of Dear Apparently Parent, where I answer questions submitted to me for this podcast. So let's cue the intro and do this. Welcome to the Apparently Parent podcast. My name is Ron Katz, and I'm a clinical psychologist, a parenting counselor, and also a father. In this show, we combine the art of parenting with the science of psychology. So if you want to understand your children and yourself better, lead your family into calmer waters and reach the end of the day with a smile on your face, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Eran Katz. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Apparently Parent Podcast, episode 26, My name is Iran Katz and I'm really happy that you're here with me today. I hope you are doing well. This is a Thursday. I hope this week of August is treating you well and it's not too hot and humid where you live as it is where I live. And you know, in a couple of weeks it's gonna be better. It's gonna be uh, autumn again and uh, everything will will cool down and hopefully things will also start to cool down with uh, this pandemic that we're living through, right? But in the meanwhile we have some parenting to do so i want to talk to you today about this tension between controlling our children and letting them do what they want to do and this comes from a question that was sent to me for this podcast and i want to address that today so uh, let me tell you a little bit about the question that was uh, submitted to to me it was sent to me uh, by mail and if you want to send me your questions you can do so by going to apparentlyparent.com forward slash podcast and you will see there a button sending you to a form that you can uh, fill up Uh, you can do so anonymously if you want to and send me your questions and this question was sent to me by a, a mother of a two years old girl And she wants to know how she can find the balance between controlling my two years old behavior, these are her words, and letting her grow freely, again her words. And she she writes to me this, I like the idea of being a gardener, in the sense of providing a healthy environment for her to grow up and develop in. However, there is also the instinct to try to get her to act appropriately. So I guess that you can relate to that as well. I I really like this metaphor of of being a gardener and I'm gonna address that soon, but think about your children for a second. Even if they are not two years old, it doesn't really matter because as they grow up, the challenges never really change. They just change the way they look, right? So think about your own children and think about this tension that you may feel between trying to control their behavior or what they are thinking or doing and trying to let them grow Freely and do whatever they want to do, and you know, discover the world for their own, etc. And there are two things that come to mind when I think about this question. First of all, again, there's this tension between freedom and control, and the second thing is this tension that exists between what you, the parent, feel that is right and what messages you receive from the environment. So, let's start with this question of freedom versus control. And I want to reframe it because those words are kind of confusing. Because when we use freedom and control like that, it kind of gives us the sense that freedom is the positive good thing and control is the negative bad thing. Now, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a positive-minded parent, you want your children to grow happily and be their own Persons and and you want a positive connection with them. You don't po- want to be an over controlling parent, okay? You don't want to be this authoritarian parent that uh, children are afraid of, right? However, it doesn't mean that you want to lose control over what's going on in your children's lives. I truly believe that if you want to raise confident children, you have to set some boundaries, which means you have to exert some kind of control. So let's try and avoid labeling control as something that is negative and something that we should refrain from. So I want to reframe the issue of freedom versus control to an issue of safety. Because of course you want to nurture your children to be as free as possible. And of course you want to also keep them safe. The only reason we parents impose rules and boundaries usually is that we want to keep our children safe from harm. However, sometimes, and some will say that most of the times, the dangers we are trying to protect our kids from are quote-unquote dangers, which means they're not really dangerous. You know, there's a big, big difference between controlling your child's behavior because you don't want her to run into traffic or doing so because you don't want people to think that she's unruly, for example. So let's imagine that you're out and about, you know, going outside, running some errands with your child and you go into a store and she, you know, this is kind of (laughs) the classic tantrum example. She wants a candy and you refuse, you have your reasons, you address that and you communicate those reasons positively, calmly and, you know, empathically, but yet she still goes into a tantrum. It happens, you know. Trying to control her behavior in that situation because you don't want people to think bad things about her or you is one thing. Trying to control her behavior uh, before you go into the store, as she tries to run into traffic because she's two years old and she doesn't know better, is a whole different thing. Because in the traffic situation, there's real life danger. In the store, you know, throwing a tantrum and maybe some people may think that you are doing a bad job as a parent or may think bad stuff about you. Eh, It's not really dangerous, right? And we can, you know, have a whole conversation about how, what other people think or may think, what we think they think about us, how it makes us behave. But this is something to be reserved maybe to a different episode. Anyway, if you think about this issue of freedom versus control as an issue of safety, you can maybe find a better way to, to strike the balance that is right for you. And I really, I really like the gardening metaphor that this mother who sent me this mail, offered. I'll I'll repeat that, okay? She says, I like the idea of being a gardener in the sense of providing a healthy environment for her to grow and develop in. However, there is also the instinct to try and get her to act appropriately. So when you think about uh, raising kids, you want them to grow up to be these beautiful, radiant plants, flowers or trees. You want them to live long and to prosper And you want them to bear fruits of their own. Okay, so you do your best to provide a healthy environment, whatever that means for you. But, you know, one of the things that I have learned from my wife as she's tending our own little garden, and I mean a literal garden, not as a metaphor, I learned from her that sometimes you have to trim your plants. You know, you have this wonderful basil, but it has those white flowers at the top, and you have to remove those, and you have to cut away some parts of the plant in order for it to keep growing and to grow stronger. So you will never trim your child's limbs, but you do want to restrict their ways here and there in some ways in order to help them grow up, in order to direct them uh, for this or that way, okay? Or in order to nurture their own confidence for example, because you know, one one way to think about about this is that you you child may suffer suffer or exert some kinds of um, anxious uh, tendencies or fears. So one kind of parent may just go with it, flow with it, and do whatever he can to prevent every trigger of fear from that child's life. However, in that way, when there are no you know kind of bi- boundaries. You that parent doesn't really help the child grow away from that fearful place, it doesn't teach the child to cope, to handle fear and big emotions, to learn that he can do it on his own. So, this is a tree that will not really grow to be a strong tree. On the other hand, another parent may try and help her child to become more confident on his own. So, by for example, not going with everything the child asks just because it triggers some kind of free reaction in the child. So if the child always wants to, you know, have the parent as close as possible, even when the child goes to to the bathroom or or the child refuses to go to playdates and at an age that is appropriate and expected of children to go to their friends by themselves, for example, So that parent may challenge the child. Again, it it all lies in how you do that, okay? So one gardener can trim the hell of that basil, but, you know, you can cut too much, okay? And you can really inhibit the growth. On on, on another hand, some gardeners or parents will know how to approach this in an empathetic way, in a positive way, in a way that is challenging for the child, but also mm, not so challenging, you know, not too challenging. There's a, a window of tolerance here. And I did talk about it in, in a different uh, post or an episode. I'll put a link in the show notes for that if you want to learn more about how to be a, a more supportive parent. And so go to apparentlyparent.com forward slash 26. These are the show notes for this episode. And I will link in the resources tab. I will link to that episode if you want to listen to it later. Anyway, I want you to think about this uh, issue of... Um, Controlling behavior against you know letting them grow freely uh, as an issue of safety. So you know when there are safety measures around, when you have to take care of her not to put anything in her mouth because two years old they do that. You know they they still put things in her in their mouth. They climb on the sofa or different things. They they don't know how to take care of themselves in in the sense of you know what's dangerous. So this is one place where you really have to you know exert some kind of control. However, um, there are other stuff that she may do that you can live with, even if you don't think that they are appropriate, quote-unquote. So this is the second part of your question, actually, okay? Because uh, as we started, I I told you that there are two things that come to mind. First, the tension between freedom and control, and then the tension between what you feel is right and what messages you receive from the environment. And, And when you wrote to me, that you think about, um, you know, the instinct to get her to try and act, quote-unquote, appropriately, this really struck me as something that is worth talking about. What does appropriately mean? Now, the beauty of these questions is is that, you know, one parent submits the, these questions, but it's relevant for each and every one of us. So, Okay, so each and every one of you who is listening right now, I want you to think about your own children and your own parenting wishes, And think about what does acting appropriately mean for you. What does your child uh, acting appropriately mean? Think about it. Imagine it. What does acting appropriately at home mean? What does acting appropriately at school mean? What does acting appropriately uh, in the street mean? And if you need to pause for a second to, to get it ready in your mind, do that. Okay, so if you have that in mind right now, I want you to think about these appropriate uh, behaviors. And I want to ask you this. Whoever said that these are the appropriate ways to behave? Who sets the tone of appropriateness? Who wrote the rules? How do you know that this is appropriate and another thing isn't? Now, I, I bet that you're thinking about, you know, society and what we were taught at school and how you were raised up. And those are all valid and true answers. But what does it mean? Does it mean that what uh, other people tell you uh, is always right? Does it mean that what you learn from your own parents is always right about, you know, raising children or how children need to behave? You know, the thing about this is that we live in a really confusing world, especially today, because I, I, I bet that if we were having this conversation... 50 years ago, mm, you know, that's not even right. Maybe 80 or 100 years ago, things would really look different because you grew up in a specific environment and there weren't so many messages coming your way from everywhere. If you wanted to know how to raise a child, you you could ask your mom or your dad or your nanny if you grew up like that. Or, you know, there is this saying that it takes a village to bring up a child. Because children used to grow up in, in, in kind of multi-caregivers situations. Not not only with uh, one or two parents. Which is the the norm today, at least in the society I we live in. I, I bet most of my listeners as well. So this is what you had. And you could read about it in some papers. Or maybe find some books about raising children. But that was that. And today... If you have any question about parenting or children's behavior, all you have to do is Google it and you'll find tons of information, myself included as one source of information. And this can be really, really confusing. Because the truth is that some of this information is contradictive of each other. Some people, parenting experts as well, may disagree with what I have to say. And they will tell you that I'm wrong and they're right. Or vice versa. And then what are you going to do? What does appropriate mean? Because there are no rules. This is not a black and white situation. And this can be quite confusing. And it's especially confusing because we are so overwhelmed with information and with um, opinions. These are not only facts, those are opinions. Some of these are facts. If you will tell me that there's a parenting expert somewhere that will tell you that spanking is a good way to educate children, I will tell him that he's dead wrong. Those are for me hard facts, but a lot of the other things are really opinions. Some of them are based on research, and and this is what I'm, I'm striving to bring you. But you know, there are many flavors in this field. So finding the appropriate way, it's not really easy. This is why I really think that you have to tune into yourself and you have to realize and and learn what is true for you. You know, when I talk about this parenting map, and let me just quickly remind you, if you haven't listened to the episodes where I explain about the parenting map, which is my framework of helping parents, you can go to apparentlyparent.com forward slash one. That's the first episode of this podcast. This is where I lay out the ground of the parenting map. But the parenting map is, again, it's an acronym for mindfulness, attachment, and purpose. And when we think about the appropriateness of behavior, we are thinking about purpose. What is your purpose as parents? Which means what are your inner values as a parent? What is most important for you? Not for the environment, for you. And in a lot of aspects in our lives, and I notice as a psychologist working with many people, there is a big confusion between what the society expects of us and what we want to do. And it's not about we want to do, you know, forbidden stuff. It's not about crossing the streets in, 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 in a red light or shoplifting um, candy bars. It's not about that. It's about the tension between what we think is expected of us and how we want to behave and what we want to be in our lives. So one of the first things that I want to do with parents who are seeking my advice is to help them realize their own values as parents what kind of parents they want to be, how they want to be remembered, etc. This is why my framework of the parenting map starts with that. It starts with with the purpose in mind. And if you want to learn more about that, you can uh, join my Facebook group. It's a free group. It's called Navigating Parenting, Raising Secure and Confident Children. Again, I will put a link in the show notes. You can go to apparentlyparent.com forward slash 26 for the show notes of this episode you will see a big banner for my facebook group join it today because this is where i'm having these inner death conversations about the parenting map and soon when i'll open the program of the parenting map this is where you want to be in order to get the knowledge of that so how do you find your own purpose how do you realize what's important for you you have to do some exercises and some thinking about that in order to realize what's right for you, what's appropriate in your mind. When you do that, when you realize what's appropriate for you, you can uh, really find the balance between controlling the behavior and helping her act appropriately when it's appropriately by your standards. And don't forget that you're the parent, you're the bigger and wiser part of that dyad. It's up to you to set the tone of appropriateness for your child. As long as you're open to hear and receive what's appropriate for her. She's two years old, don't expect too much. But as she grows up, you have to let her more, um, you know, more ways to express her own values and needs and explore those as well. But in the meantime, It's really up to you. So, you know, for example, this is something that doesn't really happen with girls, but it does happen with boys. You know, sometimes boys at that age or, you know, three or four years old, they want to wear a dress uh, for school, for kindergarten. What would you say about that? Is it appropriate or not? I'm not going to give you my answer. I have my own opinion, but I want you to find your own opinions as well. And then what you do, and this is, I I specifically chose this example because this is where you can really find a a tension between what you feel is right and what the environment feels that is right. You know, for some, it may be a kind of an extreme example, uh, but for some not. Okay. So you, you can, you can gauge how, how comfortable you are with your own values and your own ways of parenting. So what do you do in order to find your own values and your own, your own purpose? How do you find what's appropriate for you? So, first of all, um, I have a short uh, course about that. It's free. You can just go to apparentlyparent.com. At the top of the page on the right side, you're going to see a button for free course. Join there. And then I'll send you a couple of emails that will help you discover your values. But until you do that, I want to offer you uh, a nice little exercise that you can do right now. I want you to think about this situation. Let's say that you find a genie in a lamp and that genie in the lamp doesn't offer you three wishes, but it tells you that he has one wish that he can give you and you can't really choose what wish it is because that genie only has one magic trick. And that magic trick is that he waves his wand above your head and from then on, you can do whatever you want without receiving any judgment from the environment. Whatever you do, and whatever your children do, because you are raising them, there will be no judgment from the environment. People will praise you. If, if that were to happen, how would you act as a parent? How would you let your children act if there were no repercussions, if you, if there were no judgments, if there were praises for whatever you do? Think about that, but don't don't lie to yourself because, you know, y- you can lie to me or everybody else, but don't lie to yourself. Try to sit with that for a couple of minutes and, and really see what's coming up for you. How would you act if there were no pre- repercussions? Pause this audio for a second and think about that. Write that down and this will give you some kind of idea about what's appropriate for you. All right, have you done that? If you want to share that, I'll be happy to hear from you. You can go to uh, you, you can go to my Instagram at apparentlyparent on Instagram and DM me and share this exercise with me. Or if you want to share it with the world, uh, in, you know, in, in a post or a video, just tag me uh, at apparentlyparent, and I will be happy to see those. And you are also welcome to my group. Just go to apparentlyparent.com slash Facebook. It will take you straight to the group join us and you can share this exercise with us if you want to. I'd be happy to see those. And I really hope that this conversation kind of help you make sense of your own way of finding the balance between, one, controlling behavior and letting your child grow freely when we talk about reframing this to an issue of safety. So you need to be more controlling when it comes to real, real life safety issues. And maybe you can, you know, be more laid back when it it's about something that is less dangerous. But then we have this conversation about what's appropriate. Because this will really guide you towards where you really want to exert more control. All right? So if you want to learn more about that, I want you to uh, go to apparentlyparent.com and click on the um, free course button at the top. And, you know, then you can subscribe and get my um, my email course about uh, finding your own values and also try that um exercise that i i suggested and and let us know let me know how it went for you you can always write specifically for me or uh, do this uh, in the group and if you share this in you know in social media just tag me at apparently parent i will really appreciate those that's that for today if you found this helpful Please share it with your friends, your family, whomever may find it useful. And subscribe to this show on uh, whenever you are listening to podcasts. I have a new episode every, every Thursday coming your way. And if you subscribe, you will never miss another episode in your life. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really, really appreciate it that you take the time to be with me and to work on your parenting and, you know, striving to be better parents for yourself, for your children, for the world, whatever is your motivation. I will see you again next week. Bye-bye.